What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the podcast or welcome if this is your first time listening. This is the Brown Vegan Podcast where I love to talk about vegan life, entrepreneurship and lifestyle overall, including finances and mental health so that we can build our best lives together. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. It feels so good as always to be here with you. I have another conversation for you. I have Jasmine on the show. You probably know her and you do know her, I'm sure, as Diary of a Mad Black Vegan on Instagram, TikTok, and all the other platforms. She's also the owner of Mood Junkie, which is a jewelry and apparel brand. In our conversation, I just really wanted to catch up with her. Jasmine was on a show, what, like two years ago? And it was just so good to just catch up with her, to talk about her life in New York City and how that is her happy place, her wedding, also being a content creator and moving through burnout and and also charging your worth when working with brands and being your authentic self online. Such a fun conversation as always. Be sure to go follow Jasmine at Diary of a Mad Black Vegan on Instagram. And of course, the show notes and everything we mentioned will be found at brownvegan.com. So yes, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into the conversation. First of all, I feel like there's so much we could talk about. I don't even know where to begin, but I'm thinking that we can maybe start at talking about New York. Like what made you decide to move to New York? Because I feel like that is your place. You know what? New York. And I always tell people I'm getting New York tatted on me somewhere. I swear, like Brooklyn going to be tatted on my arm, something, because this place is so special. And this is my place. I feel so seen. And, you know, truly, we ended up here because of my husband and his job, you know, so he had a new job that brought us out here. And, you know, it was a perfect time and truly, and I just knew like New York was going to be a whole vibe. I was like, look, I am ready. I packed up my stuff so quick. (laughs) I love home. Everybody knows I'm PG County gang forever. But listen, when New York is calling, you got to pick up that phone. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't have any reservations about moving there? No, and people Uh thought it was so weird. Like my whole family, like my parents, they were sick. They were like, are y'all sure this is what y'all want to do? 
And like people were so confused that I was like so quick to sell my house, so quick to like just pack up everything. I had no reservations. I just knew in my heart and soul that like New York was going to give. Like it just. (laughs) (laughs) What's so mad? Okay. I've been to New York multiple times and I can't see myself living there because it it just moves too fast. Mm -hmm. It doesn't smell the best. (laughs) It's so much going on, but I can see why you would feel magical there because you have the energy for New York. I feel like you are, you are a hustler. You, (laughs) you blend like, I feel like you would stand out in PG County, but in New York, Mm -hmm. you just read just like everybody else. (laughs) Exactly. And I think that was my big thing. I felt like I was always a big fish in a little pond, Mm -hmm. always felt like that. And just didn't really feel like I really had the people. And, and this is no shade to PG County DMV because, you know, this, it's a great place and I can't even I can't even fake on. I wouldn't be who I am if it wasn't for the hometown, if it wasn't for everything that I learned, you know, being from Chocolate City, that whole area, you know. But I just think that, you know, being here, New Yorkers are so humble. Everybody's out here grinding, hustling. And people are willing to help, you know, vibe with you, collaborate. And it's just such a hub for just creativity, for innovation, for folks that are really trying to think outside the box. And that was a different vibe for me. You know, back home, you know, like I said, it's no shade. Like back home is, is what I love. But a majority of people back home, they either work for the government, you know. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I too was, was one of those people where I felt like this ain't me, though. You know, I want to see somebody that's on the street like making some art and being like, this is what I'm doing for a living, you know, like, and just grinding just that hustle mentality. I just love about here. Mm-hmm. And you'll be eating up all the good food there too. Do you feel like there's more options than DMV? Oh my goodness. The New York city vegan scene is unmatched. Truly to me, it's unmatched. And I say that because never have I ever been somewhere where it is a cultural melting pot of vegan food. You know, we can see that everywhere else with non-vegan food, with different things like that. But in New York, there are all vegan Mexican restaurants, all vegan Dominican restaurants, all vegan Caribbean restaurants, all vegan, you know, soul food restaurants. I mean, it's everything that you need. And I just love it. And then the vegans here, like they're out here doing events and everybody's just so cool. And I mean, the food, like I said, food just be... When we first moved here, I spent so much money on food. <laughs> I was like, this don't make no sense. I lost my mind because I just couldn't believe. That, that you could just go anywhere and get whatever. Yeah. Anywhere. Whatever I want. Literally. I, whatever I want, whatever I got a taste for, New York has it for me. Mm-hmm. What are some of your favorite spots? Where do you feel like you go to all the time? Oh my goodness. So like, I'm always going to, there's like a little burger spot here called like Next Level Burger. You know, my girl, Black Rican Vegan, she always did pop-ups around the summertime and all these different things. I'm always hitting her up for her food. You know, there's so many different places. There's the all vegan Mexican restaurants talking about called Ja Ja Ja. They're bomb. You know, it's just <laughs> all the an Indian restaurant. I love Indian food. I tell you, like, it's just everything. And there's like literally like 50 different Indian restaurants like on every street. And I, I just be living my best life. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like Indian food in general is pretty good to be vegan anyway, though. Yes. So that's good that you got the all vegan spots. I'm jealous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm jealous. <It's> crazy. <laughs> Man, Jasmine, so much has happened since the last time we spoke on here. So mm-hmm. first of all, let's get into this getting married. Oh my yes. goodness. You got you got engaged when you were here though. You got engaged when you were living yes. in Maryland. Yeah. I was engaged at the end of 2020. And you know, we had to, you know, with the whole quarantine, with the whole pandemic. 
we had to put our whole wedding back truly about almost about two years. Truly. Oh, wow. Actually, it ended up being, yeah, two years. We got engaged around November 2020 and we got married um, in September. But yes, I'm a whole, I was married now, a whole married <laughs> woman out in these streets. <laughs> Navigating the crazy like that is marriage. You know, yes. it's you know so funny because your husband seems so laid back. And hey. I just like, <laughs> I know sometimes he just be like, was she just, was she chill? <laughs> Literally. Oh my goodness. I tell you. And I'll be telling him, I'll be like, you can let me know if I'll be doing a little bit match. But then when he said, let me know, I'll be like, is there a problem? So, you know, like, I'm just ah. in my life. I'm a whole Gemini. So, he blesses her. He battles my multiple personalities, all that other stuff. But yes, it's always funny because everybody says, you know, if you see a very extroverted woman or whatever, trust and believe that her man is a very, and he's not a very introverted at all. But we are. The, I'm the type of person where like to be with me, it's got to be somebody that's like a little bit more chill, a little bit more laid back, truly. Mm-hmm. And he's very chill, very laid back, but he likes to have a good time too. So he I always say like, he's more of like a introverted extrovert. In a way, like you could see if you met him, you'll think that he's very extroverted, but then he still needs that time to come to center. Yeah. Whereas me, I'll just be like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Like, <laughs> what's no, no, no personal time? Right, exactly. So, but yeah, that's my bad though. Yeah, you got to tell us like as far as, I mean, first of all, you did a really good job because I'm nosy as hell. So I love how you show a lot of your festivities as far as your like a bachelorette party and yeah. your, your wedding and everything. How, how, what did you have in mind as far as going into it? Did it feel like everything had to be vegan for you? Like, what did that look like? So the way that that looked like for me, and that was that was a really hard one, and I, I was ready to fight lots of people off that alone because of the fact that for one, my family kind of came to me, and I think there's there's definitely a different mentality in the way in which how you have to approach, especially if you show up a lot on the online community. So as influencer, content creator, and this and that, you know, the dynamic between myself and who I am exists in the world and my family is very interesting because like sometimes they'd be like, okay, not everything got to be content. Like, can we have some things be private? And I wanted to broadcast so much more about the wedding, but they specifically was just like, you know, we do want it to be just a little bit more personal, you know, so it ain't got to be that much. And I was like, okay, but with the vegan situation, so my husband is not vegan. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, but I feel <laughs> like he's vegan friendly though, because I feel like y'all just very, be yes. up all the good. Yeah, so that's he's good. Very vegan friendly, and that was something that was very important to me because I was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, couldn't I do it? I always tell people like, no, he was grandfathered in because my husband and I, you know, we were together since we were eighteen to about like twenty three, and broke up for like about three three years, and then ended up, you know, getting back together. And so I was like, if I if he ain't know me back then, you know, my Navi, then I would probably, you know, it would be a whole different situation. But truly, he's very vegan. Friendly. I cook all the food. So, you know, he's every dinner is vegan. Everything I cook, you know, breakfast, lunch, or dinner, everything is all vegan. And he'd be tearing it up, licking the plate clean. So, (laughs) and he's like down, always down to go to different vegan restaurants and be tearing the food. That's why I'd be like, sir, what's going on? But anyway, Mm -hmm. but back to the wedding situation. So, with him not being vegan and my whole family not being vegan, and girl, it was ridiculous. Like, people were literally like calling, hey, like, concerned, like, Hey, is the wedding going to be all vegan? Like, <laughs> I'm like, goodness, y'all can't even give not one night from eating the animals. That's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. And so I had to have a compromise, which was very unfortunate for me. But I was just like, you know, you had to be realistic at the end of the day. And, you know, I knew people was going to sit. And my parents, you know, of course, were sponsoring the whole reception and stuff like that. So 
they ended up picking, you know, who they, who they wanted. You know, we found a caterer that could, you know, accommodate both vegan and non-vegan food. And I was like, nah, look, I got to have the vegan options and they got to be good. It's my wedding. I'm not playing about that. Our whole vegan cake, our whole wedding cake was vegan. Um, so there was different things that, you know, I made sure like I was like all the hors d'oeuvres must be vegan, you know. So when it comes to the main course, like, unfortunately, y'all going to do what y'all going to do because one thing black family members going to do, they going to talk about you real bad. Yes. <laughs> but I, I mean, like you said, the parents were paying, though. So it's like, oh, yes. you can't. But I like I like how they made sure you had some options there, though. I feel like your parents exactly. are so vegan friendly these days, too, compared they to when are. I first started following you. Yes. They have no choice. You know, they've been thrown in it. But no, they truly do love it. And I think that for them, they're being able to have their, being able to truly transform their minds and really learn a lot more. And they have fun with it. And I think once they started to notice that there truly was no difference in taste between the vegan and the non-vegan versions of different like things, like my mom's homemade bread, her veganizing her homemade bread and, you know, just the curries and all that other stuff. Like once they fell in love that the food is actually good. And, you know, we taught them, you know, my sisters and I were like, look, this is how, you know, if y'all can do it like this. So it really has been truly, and I'm, I'm very grateful for my vegan family, for my vegan friendly family, you know, my husband and you know, my, my, my parents. And of course, both my sisters are vegan or whatever. So that ain't no problem. But yeah, they, over the years, they, I mean, when I go back home, Monique, I always like to do a little check with them. So I go in like, you know, on the slide, check their fridge, check their freezer, mm-hmm. just see what they got going on, you know. And I see a lot of vegan products in there. And I'm always just so shocked and so grateful that they've made a lot of the switches. They switched out all their dairy products. You know, my mom always just buys like just so much vegan stuff that she sees on sale or whatever. And they actually enjoy it. So I'm happy about that. That's a great thing. And I, I love that for y'all. I really do. And I feel the same way when I go to my parents' house too. And I'll just be going through it and see what they have. And my dad is really good about getting a lot of the vegan options too. So yes. it's all and about like, by example, right? Exactly. You need that. And I think like, especially like with this lifestyle, especially, you know, like I said, that support has always meant the world to me. Like, you know, even with my husband, like a lot of people don't know, he was the one that really encouraged me into being a vegan content creator and vegan influencer. Cause I remember really? I had, you know, you always like have like different dreams. You're like, Oh no, this is kind of what I really want to do. I will never forget right before I created this page, Diary Mad Black Vegan. I was kind of thinking about it. I was like, I don't know. I was like, I don't even have equipment. I had just bought my house and I was house poor. I was like, oh, look, this mortgage got to be paid. Uh-huh. Barely had groceries or whatever. So I'm like, how am I going to be this vegan consecrated influencer? And I don't have the resources right now. I had and no idea. Yes. This was at the end of 2018. Mm-hmm. And I will never forget. He was like, you know, I believe in you. And he bought me my first Vitamix, literally. He was like, because you said you want to be that vegan influencer. I got you. Let's, this is going to be your first thing. Yeah, this is the first like investment to what you're going to do. So I would never forget that and always cherish that moment because like I was using that Vitamix. And I mean, it was, you know, <laughs> Vitamix is a pretty penny. And yeah. so I knew, I was like, this mortgage got to be paid. Vitamixes can't be bought. But when he did that for me, you know, and he truly, you know, was really just always like, nah, like you could do this. Like your content is amazing and all of that stuff. So he was like the first one to be recording my videos when I first started until he got tired of me. And it was like, uh-uh, I ain't got time for you. Are you a perfectionist? That's why he got tired of you? Because you kept telling him he yeah. wasn't doing it right? I knew it. I knew yeah. it. You're not, Monique, of course. Folk gotta let, I got to let him know. I was like, sir, that's not the right angle. So we would be up for like hours shooting like one video and he was just like, nah. No, get somebody right, else right. to do it. Right, get somebody else to do it. 
How do you how do you balance what to share and what not to share? Because I feel like you know why you know why I love you and admire you so much as far as as far as your content, just putting yourself out there. Because I feel like offline I'm you, but I can't do it online. And I'm Mm. always like, how do you do that? How do you do it? Like I am. (laughs) I would describe you, and this is not a bad thing. This is a good thing. Loud, fun. Mm-hmm. You are going to you are going to get the vibes. The vibes will be dead. And you walk in a room and it changes and all of that. And that's how I am in real life. But I never feel like I can do that online. It just feels so strange to me. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe because I'm definitely more of an extrovert. So it feels like I'm talking to myself if I try to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With nobody there kind of thing. So how do you, first of all, how do you determine what are you going to share? And then how did you get to the point in your journey where you were like, I don't give a damn. I'm going to show up as I, who I am. And this is what it's going to be. Yep. Yeah. So, oh, girl, that's a, you know, I think for me, I just decided I was going to stop overthinking things Mm. because I remember when I first started my page and I mean, I'm sure, you know, like the, the whole (laughs) internet scene now, like when you think about like Instagram reels and the way in which, you know, back in the day, like you could literally just post a picture of your food and you get like all your, all your likes and you good, you know? And I remember I was just posting my food. And then once I started kind of like showing my face or like kind of showing my personality on video, I noticed that my page started to get a little bit more momentum, more gravitational pull. And I was like, I wonder why that is. And people just like, no, we love you. We love your personality. So I was like, you know what? Let me just, get into the moment, not even just pretend like this camera isn't on and just do my thing. And I've always, since I was a child, I was always like pretending like I had my own cooking show. Like, I, was always- <laughs> <laughs> I had a radio show, girl. I had a cooking show. I had all yes. of <laughs> So, you know, girl, like you remember like those times where you just like, oh, okay, like, hello, welcome back. Like, and you just, yeah, you talk to nobody. Your parents just rolling their eyes. Here she goes. She well, I used to have my sister do it because I, I was talking to myself for a while. And then I had my sister be my guest. And I used to drag her like, <laughs> he was on Maury. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Not the Maury show. Oh, listen. So, look, honey, you already know the vibes. And I, I mean, I, and I tell people that I'm like, that's the biggest thing for me is like, a lot of people think that this just, this is the type of stuff that just happens overnight. Like, no, these are years in the making. This is like childhood. The stuff that you did as a child, like setting up, putting on shows for you with your cousins and all of them. Like, mm-hmm. I pull those same skill sets into everything that I do online. And I think that, you know, I've always just been comfortable behind the camera and I've always just, you know, wanted to just make sure I show my personality because I always see so many people that don't show their personality or just feel like, oh, the content is, whether it's the food or whatever. But I feel like what brings a lot of it, a lot of people to my page is truly who I am and the way I show up in the world as crazy as I can be. And it makes people feel seen. It makes people feel relatable mm-hmm. as content. And people can see that if she's doing this and she reminds me of somebody back home, I can do this, you know? And so that's why I always try to find that, that fine line between who I am online and who I am offline. And I truly am this exact person. Like yeah, a lot you of people, are. <laughs> you like, are. <laughs> people be surprised, like when they meet me in person. First off, people are always surprised that I'm very, very tall. A lot of folks don't even realize that mm-hmm. about me until, like, like I had ran into Turner Vegan at Vegandale this past summer or whatever, and he was like, "Oh my goodness, you're much taller than I thought." And I'm like, "Yeah, a lot of people don't even realize that." But then also, like, I really am this person in real life, mm-hmm. and so you know, it's nothing to me to just. Put a camera Show up, up as that. Yeah, yeah, I love that. That's so true about the overthinking because I am the mm-hmm. queen of overthinking. If I just don't do it right away, it ain't going to get done. <laughs> I start picking apart and then before you know it, it's like, mm, it's been six months and I haven't posted anything. Like yep. I, 
I don't even know where I fit in when it comes to Instagram. And, and I love TikTok these days. Like I, I went from so long from not really paying attention to TikTok and now I'll be on it just re- watching all the videos and yep. everything. But I'm <laughs> in this weird place, Jazz, because I don't really know where I fit. I don't know where I fit in in any of these things. You know, really? it's just like, I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't know. I think it's the overthinking. Everywhere. I think, first off, you one of the OGs of this vegan thing for real. Seriously. Like, I admire you when I was coming in. It was like, look, I'm trying to be like brown vegan, literally. Mm-hmm. So you can use that to your credit and just continue all of the stuff that you have done, all your YouTube videos, all that stuff. Money. Like, as I say, like, I feel like we overcomplicate it by feeling yeah. like everything, the content has to be perfect. Once I gave up on making the content perfect, and being a perfectionist around it and just getting it out, I saw a complete difference where it was just like, look, I don't care what it is. Just put it out there because someone is going to like it. Truly. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much. Seriously. Like, how do you, for yourself, like, what is it about your content? Like, what does your process look like? Because I know at one point we were talking about you were batching and mm-hmm. are you still doing that? Are you like putting all your content together at one yes. on one day? And it's just kind of slowly putting it out. Like, what is your, what is your strategy these days? So I had to, you know, really get a good strategy going because last year I got burnt out. I mean, and last year was a, 2021 was, was, what was it? Look, all the years run together. That was 2022. I'm sorry. 2022 was like. You see, I didn't even catch it. (laughs) (laughs) It's running together at this point. But like last year I got really burnt out. And mm-hmm. I felt like, cause I felt like I had to post three times a day. I had to, and I was just like getting up like, okay, what's, what's the next content and not planning, not strategizing. And then I had that whole wedding. I had just so much going on. And I realized that towards the end of the year, if I'm going to be successful at this and I'm going to have my mind at the end of the day, and that's what I needed to really prioritize that this year I claim for myself this year, I'm going, my mantra is soft life and streamlining. And I just want to streamline all my processes so that I can enjoy a soft life. Mm. And that is going to literally require of me to be strategic and to be organized and to plan. I've never really been a very organized person. I've always just been really great on the cuff, really great on just, you know, just naturally good at just, all right, I'm going to just, let me freestyle something. Let me just get this done. Let me, oh, this is a content idea I just thought of. Let me post. But I notice how, you know, I'm in my 30s now. And my body is like, girl, we tired. <laughs> so I had to do some research and I found out about content pillars. And I found out about content planning through your content pillars. So really setting out what are your content pillars? What are your big groups of topics that you will cover in your content? And with each pillar, create like five to 10 ideas per month strategize, write that out, create a whole like spreadsheet. So I created a whole spreadsheet and I still got to make mine for the year because, you know, stuff be happening with the new year. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I ain't feel it. And I was just like, I'll figure it out. But in really just taking a day, taking a weekend, I think the weekend's always best for me because during the week, like stuff is just always just happening. And I just take that weekend and I batch create. I come up with my ideas and, you know, with TikTok, of course, and with Instagram now, trending sounds are really, really big. And so, you know, I, and then, of course, if I'm late with planning, like say, for instance, I'm like, oh, I, I didn't get a chance to plan the next, the next two weeks or whatever. And you may miss the trending sounds because those sounds that were trending last week aren't trending this week. So it's very, very time sensitive. So I sit down and I literally 
dedicate some time to just hearing different trending sounds, seeing what's trending on TikTok, how people are doing them, like those different little voiceovers. And then I have to sit there like I'm planning, like I'm writing my own stand-up comedy and create my own different variations of those of that content. And then I shoot it all in a weekend. That's created that way. Keep it in my drafts and then edit it throughout the week whenever I'm ready to post. Mm, I love it. That's how you stay consistent. I love this so, so much because my thing is I could do all of that. But when it comes to actually shooting the content, maybe not. I'm not always there for that. I'm just like, and I think I think I'm still dealing with burnout from years ago. Like, I think I don't think I ever recovered from that because at one point I was doing this podcast. I was consistent on YouTube and I was blogging. And I was on social media. I don't think I ever recovered. I, I just yeah. burnt out years ago and was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> and that's what I say. Because you you are one of the OGs of vegan content creation and vegan influence. And seriously. So that makes a lot of sense. That burnout is so real. And then now these platforms are so different now. Very you know, much now so. you got YouTube shorts. You know, everybody's trying to compete with TikTok. And it's just so much. And you got to show up differently on each different platform. You do. You know, to make it native, right? Show. Yeah, it's it's insane. Mm-mm-mm. So I just have to like plan it all and say, okay, this is what we're doing for TikTok. This is what we're doing for Instagram. You know, of course there's some overlap there, but now Instagram, they got real slick. They said, we don't even want, they, they acting like they are like gangs with hood colors. Like it's the most <laughs> ridiculous thing in the world. They're like, I don't even want that TikTok watermark on your videos. And I remember <laughs> where they literally were like, oh, you will not be able to monetize any reels that have that, any watermark for any outside apps. Clearly, you know, we know reading between the lines that that means mm-hmm. none of those TikTok watermarks. They're the only <laughs> app that's going to have that watermark on there. And I noticed that they were blocking me from monetizing any TikTok I had reposted to my Instagram. So I had to download a whole app, invest in that, that removes the watermark. Like, it's insane. So it's wow. like, I can see how that burnout, especially if you had that burnout for years prior, like, you really just got to take that rest and just strategize and say, okay, here's what I'm going to have to do with this. Because I know one thing I said, I'm not going to be doing double work. Right. I don't care what Instagram doing. Right. <laughs> okay. So look, well, about that, about the, the monetization. Look, I got to tell you my story real quick. I don't know if we talked yes. about this already or not. But I remember when they first introduced like the bonus, right? They were like, you can do $1,200, make $1,200, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, bet. I need to make some videos anyway. This is like motivation to put these videos out. Girl, when it was all said and done, I had, I made like a hundred and, I think it was like $102. You could... <laughs> I said, fool me once, Instagram. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For all they that work. Doing, they're still playing like that. Girl, they ain't that changed. So they are still on that. So I know, of course, for you. So, what, what, okay, let me ask you this because I don't want to assume. What are your goals when it comes to all of the content creation on there? Because, of course, it's not my, it can't be the Instagram real bonus because we know that's not paying anything. That's just like probably paying for the groceries that you put into those videos. Right. That's about it. So what at this in this point of the game, in this point of life for you, what are like the goals for your brand? What are you looking forward to doing? What do you how do you want to build? Like whatever you feel like sharing about that. Well, of course, money is always a motivation with it. You know, once I see and when we look at the stats that the vegan food industry alone is a billion dollar industry is going to literally triple or well, not triple is going to double by 2027 to about what they say, like 90 billion dollars. It's insane like that. Right. And, you know, to not be making a point from that is insane and would just be the most craziest thing in the world. For me, of course, I definitely 
you know, now that I'm doing these things full time, you know, I am really trying to make sure that I'm monetizing to the best of my ability and getting all these brand deals. I now have a brand manager, which I am so excited about. Oh, I'm going to ask you about that in a little bit, girl. I need to know, but go ahead. Yes. And so, <laughs> and like, you know, really just building a team for folks to really vouch for me and for me to get these brand deals because at the end of the day, like, and this is no shade to nobody, but your girl puts out quality content. Yes, you do. And it's to the point where I'm like, if a brand don't want to work with me, that's on them because they lost their mind because the way in which my gift of influence works. And I've always had the gift of influence, like my whole entire life. Like it's crazy to me. Like I would, and I noticed this as a child, like just the stuff I would have people go out and buy just as I was like, listen, y'all, this joint bond. Like, and people would be like, oh, where is, you know, and would immediately go and buy and seeing that influence on my page. I mean, it's ridiculous. I'll already post something and people tag me next day, girl, I went out and bought it. And then really trying to strategize that you know, last year I was doing all my own brand deals and just dealing with the craziness of the negotiation of all of that. And, you know, the burnout was really real with that because I'm like, I ain't got time to be going back and forth with these people trying to nickel and dime me for less, you know, with these things. And so now to have a brand manager that is vouching for me, that is, you know, getting these brand deals. And that's truly a big goal for my page. And also, you know, to create, you know, my own products. You know, I want to come out with some vegan merch and just different, you know, different vegan guides and things like that to really help people, but also put some money in my pocket because I'm done working for free. I am completely done with that. I spent years in this game doing so much for free, so much putting on for brands that I know I could have made thousands of dollars for, you know, just one video alone. And that's truly the aim for me is to work smarter and to get that coin because the co- the content is quality. <laughs> I'm mm. like, I need to be getting the check that I that is due to me for that. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. We've had conversations about this too. They, they really will play in your face if you love them. Yes. And you, shout out to you, Monique, because I remember at the beginning when I was like, listen, like Monique, like they out here playing me. Like <laughs> you was like, yes, they're playing you. Like, Heck, the stuff I did things for years ago, and I mean, of course, you know, as you build your audience and this and that, but I mean, you were very, just so monumental in that time for me and me really understanding my worth because I didn't understand my worth at that time. And I think that now being years into this game and really seeing, especially, you know, there's a, of course, there's disparities and across the board and anything, but the way in which these brands be playing black content creators is out of this world. Yeah. Out of this world. And I really, once I started to kind of do my research and I I started following this one app or whatever, where they literally list what brands have paid other influencers and like other influencers will rate brands as they are. It's really, it's a really great app. It's called F U Pay Me. I like that. You you follow them? Yeah, I follow them on Instagram. Yep. Listen, they've been putting me on there. I'll go and search that little search box. I search different brands, say they won't. And I'm like, oh, okay. I see how some of these brands are playing. But yeah, I think definitely in a nutshell, the aim for me is to grow this brand because I really think I have a great message to share with people. And I really think that I can really help a lot of folks. But like I said, I got to get my point while I'm doing it. Yes, as you should. And I agree. I mean, you have so much. You, I feel like your brand is so approachable. It's so fun and approachable. And that's important because a lot of times people, like you said, you were talking about your family earlier, like, uh-uh, I ain't doing that. Right. Nope, I'm not doing this vegan thing. Like the way you do it, you make it look really easy, fun. It's interesting. So yeah, you definitely have a place in this and brands don't see it. Like you said, that's their loss because yeah. I remember at one point I felt like they like to use your content, but they don't want to 
give you credit for? Do you have something going on with that yeah. at one point? Oh, all the time, all the time. You know, mm-hmm. they 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 do that and they'll try to repost you, whatever. And I had one brand, and this this will say I mean, I'm not even gonna call them out because I'm being real nice about it. But one restaurant that I love that home, they had reposted one of my videos, and it was. I was ready to fight because my husband was in a video and it was like a video of like my husband, like buying me some food or whatever. And they didn't credit me. Mm. And their video was like the best video they had done on their TikTok. Like it was getting a lot of engagement also stuff. And I'm like, what we're not going to do is this because y'all got me all the way messed up. But yeah, brand. And then it was girl kombucha brand. Oh, I think I know what this is. I think I remember this. Yep. Yes. Literally stole my content. And chomped and screwed it and added their own little thing. And I was like, oh, absolutely not. And it's a weird space to exist in because in the one hand, you know, you're a content creator. You want to get more brand deals. You want this and that. And you want to be nice because, you know, of course, brands talk, all those different types of stuff like that. And then again, you're flattered because you're like, oh, they like my content. Oh, you know, it's one thing to think. And, uh, you know, I'm past that stage of being excited that somebody reposted me to now being like, uh, no, mm-hmm. run me. <laughs> his, invoice, his invoice <laughs> exactly because at the end of the day you know there's a lot that goes into it you know when you see my concept of course it's quality and of course a lot of brands that may not be a black owned brand they like to take advantage of the black concert creators and a black face you know that makes them look good yeah. and I'm really particular about that now and I'm really trying to be more strategic and I'm just glad that now I have someone you know working to make sure that I'm getting my fair pay for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Do you ever have moments where you're you're second-guessing being the center of your content? Because since you put yourself out there so much, meaning when you do your recipes, when you do vegan humor, whatever you do, you're like the center of your brand. Does it make you feel like sometimes you you second guess that? And the reason I'm wondering is because I feel like when I start to come back that I probably won't really show my face a whole bunch. <laughs> show Just show me cooking a food, doing a voiceover and going by my business because I realize that I don't necessarily think I want to be the center of my content. Do you ever think about that? Because you always have to be available if you're the center of your content. Like you always have to be in a mindset to deliver. Does right. that even make sense what I'm saying? 
It makes a lot of sense. And you know what? That's one of the reasons why I always say that working in this industry is so very hard. And I, I tell my husband this all the time. I'm like, you know, for on the one hand, if you having a bad day, like, see, for me, when I had a bad day back in corporate America, it was easy for me to kind of hide my face or whatever, exactly. you know, put myself in, in the work and folks don't got to know. I could, I could even, I could even have a stank face and, oh, it's not a good day today. Yeah, it's not. All right. Y'all have, you know. Yes. But when you have to show up online every single day and show your face, no matter what you got going on in your life. That is a very, very, first off, that's acting. <laughs> that takes a lot of skill. The cognitive dissonance that goes on in your brain is insane. It's exhausting. And I think that, unfortunately, and this is why I'm going to challenge you, Monique, show your face. First off, Monique, you're gorgeous. And the world needs to see your face and see that representation of a Black woman, number one. It's very important. And that's always a great selling point because... Listen, that's that I don't take too lightly that black Americans are the fastest growing demographic of vegans is insane to me. And it wasn't because I saw people. It was because I saw people like you and other black vegans online that made me go vegan. legit made me feel like I could do this, made me feel like I could show up in this space because it's people that look like me. And I don't take that very lightly. And unfortunately, it's the type of thing where you do have to show up and show your face. I've noticed a difference in engagement. Yes. The days that I don't show up and, and show my face, say I'm just cooking and they just seeing the food and the finished product and that's it. World of a difference between when they I show myself cooking the food and that last bite that's so important. People gotta let you they want to see you eat your food and yes. they gotta see your face and your reactions. A world of a difference between engagement of those two different content pieces. And so that made me realize yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to have to come up and continue to show my face and be here. And I think that we're human beings and there are mirror neurons in our brain that make us realize, oh, you know, if I see somebody doing it, then I can do it. They have to visualize themselves doing it. And so that's important for us to model that behavior where they see us, they see our faces. And it's something that I have to constantly bring to my brand. That's why this year, prioritizing that soft life prioritizing that I got to go and get me a massage once a month. Mm -hmm. I got to make sure that I'm taking a break from content or whatever, making sure that it's batch created. So when I have that on that schedule, I don't, I can relax. If it's days I don't feel like showing up. That's why that strategy is so important because I know if I don't strategize, I'm going to lose my mind because sometimes I don't feel like showing up. And you know me, one thing I'm going to do, Monique is keep it real. So because, and I've used that to my benefit as well. Like it can work both ways. Sometimes you can like, I don't feel like showing my face, but then that relatableness. Sometimes you got to be wearing a satin bond and making your breakfast, Monique. <laughs> people are like, okay, she real. She, okay, this is a home girl right and here. I will do it on stories in a minute. I would do that on stories. Put <laughs> it on the rails. Put it on the rails, Monique. Put it on the rails. And I tell you that because that representation is important. And a lot of people think, when they think about vegans, they think that we are unicorns in the first place. They think mm -hmm. that we're aliens. Like, oh, who does that? Like, that's impossible. It's out of touch. It's out of reach. But when you show up in a relatable sense, like I notice those times I get on live and I, I told myself, I'm gonna go live every day and see how that does for my engagement. And it, it has done wonders. And I show up and I'll be like, look, y'all, this is what I got going on. It is what it is. Satin bond this on. I'm not feeling like it today. But I'm gonna make this smoothie for y'all. People be cracking up. They be in there like <laughs> dying laughing because it's relatable. Yeah. And I, think I love that, this so much, girl. Oh, I love yeah, it. You, you have to do it. And I think when people think of the internet, they think everything has to be so polished. That's why TikTok is doing numbers and doing circles around all these other apps mm -hmm. because of the fact that 
people going there and they be in their kitchen. They, you know, they video quality be fuzzy and they be doing numbers because it's the relatableness. You don't have to have it picture perfect, like how Instagram has always made it be over the years. Yeah. I love it. It's so true. So, so true. What about growing pains? I feel like we've, I oh. mean, I know you had some burnt out, you know, you were burnt out last year, but are, is there anything else that you're just like, mm, I got to figure this out or anything else that you didn't expect to happen as you continue to grow your, your following and your engagement mm-hmm. and just working with brands, anything you want to share about that? Finding that balance. You know, I think that when you do this work, And I think, you know, for me, you know, as you know, like I'm a business owner and I do, you know, I do Mook Junkie and I do um, My Black Vegan. Like these are these, this is my job now. You know, this is once I got laid off at the end of 2020, like, you know, my husband was like, I think you should pursue these two things. Like, cause I think you got a lot that you can do there. So because of that, you know, I knew that, okay, now this is my job. This is my life. Because of that, I have to like, I don't know. I feel like I have to figure out work-life balance for this lifestyle too. Because I think a lot of people get that confused. They feel like if you're working in corporate America, like work-life balance is the only phrase that you can use it in that realm. No, showing up on the internet, I still, and I didn't learn, I didn't realize that, Monique, until like last year, once I got burned out. And I was like, dang, I don't have no balance. Like to the point where I'm like, anytime I'm eating food, Monique, and I'm a human being, so of course I'm eating three, four, five times a day. I, there's not one moment that goes by that. I don't think, should I capture this? Because you no, are your content, Jasmine. That's why, exactly. you know, that's yeah. your, <sighs> I remember, and you that's goes, man. Woo, I remember that. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, Lord. and it's like, I have to stop myself and be like, Jazz, not everything gotta go, you know, not everything gotta be on online. Like, and I'm like, but no, I'm not, you know, and I find myself like even being at like, family events or different stuff happening where I'm just like, oh, no, 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 this would be a good, you know, my brain is just constantly going around content. And it's literally like, there was like this audio that was going around, like, that was like, everything is content, everything is content. And it really, truly is. And having to toggle that off is something that I think is important and something I'm still learning and still trying to perfect. Because like I said, you know, my family, like when I go home and they be like, all right, now everything got to be constant jazz, you know, <laughs> I'm like, but this got to be, you know, I got to get this, especially since y'all love my parents so much, yeah. you know? So think about that dynamic where y'all be like, I want to see mom, I want to see dad more. Then when I see him and I'm like, oh, let me record him doing this and that, you know, I still forget I got to be in the moment too. Mm-hmm. You know, and understand my parents can still exist for me and they don't have to exist for the rest of the world. And hard. it's hard because they'll do funny stuff. I'm like, dang, I wish I recorded that, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, but you don't have to. So finding that fine line is something I still struggle with, but something that I'm really trying to perfect this year. I have no choice but to, because the, as the bigger that I get, I know that that's going to be very important. I don't want to be that type of person. And once I, you know, God willing, decide to have kids, like one day, like I don't want to be, I would hate for like my child to be like, mom, you always recording everything I do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, Can you turn the camera off, please? Yeah. That would kill me. And I would be like, oh, damn. You know, because now these kids, you see these kids coming up and their parents, you know, they got the cameras in their face. And I ain't mad at them because, look, these kids ain't paying rent. So listen, <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. But then again, find that fine line and 
being in the moment. And that's why I love when you post those videos or when you go to that creek or wherever oh, you go. I love it. Yes. Girl, I be loving it. And I wish you would post more of those things. And I know like, and then it's funny to me because in my head, I'd be like, well, I like to see the creek, but I want to see Monique sitting at the creek because <laughs> that's the human. Wow. <laughs> for me to feel like I can do it, I got to see you sitting by the creek. And yeah. I'm always like, and I wish you would show us like her, you know, and it's just that moment, but it, it's just so fulfilling. And I know that you have to enjoy going to that creek for yourself. I do. Oh, yeah. And I was just there last week because I actually don't live as close to it anymore. Oh, but no. I drove there because I really needed a day. And I was so glad I went. I dro- I walked like two miles and then I just sat by there. And I was like, I wish I still live here. It's not even mm. that far, but it's far. It's far enough. Right. <laughs> and I'm They're just like, beautiful. man, I, I miss living right up the street from here. But yeah, it was funny because I thought I had a moment where I was like, maybe I should post it because I know people like it. But I was like, but I just I just want this moment. Yeah, and it's fine. And it's you like that is definitely a, a issue with growing. That is definitely a growing pains because it's like what what is just deciding, like you said, what's going to be the content and what's going to be for me. Yep. So yeah, that's a big one. That is a huge one. It is very hard. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I need to go over. We need to kind of go back on like equipment, lighting, and stuff because I'm sure there's some people who are watching, not watching because this is not <laughs> video. People who watch you on Instagram probably want to know like what equipment you're using and how are you getting everything done. So if you don't mind sharing, let us know. Yeah. So I use you know just a, a really good ring light. I use the newer ring light off Amazon. I use their most expensive one because that's going to be given. Like the other ones that are cheap, like they just, you know, you'll compromise on your quality. So I use that for lighting. I kind of wanted this year invest a little bit more in some, you know, greater lighting. But keep in mind, I am in New York and I'm downsized completely my lifestyle. I'm like, I don't need bulky equipment. So for me, I like to live more minimalistically around that. Mm -hmm. So if I'm shooting, so for my YouTube videos, like some of the different mukbangs that I've done, I use the, what is that? The Yeti microphone. Oh, yeah, yeah. That to capture the phone. I love that. And that's always fun, you know, because you get to really get the sound, especially if you're doing a mukbang or like, you know, for that ASMR, hearing the people hear the, the vegan boo crunch and all of that. I love that. I use that. I use my iPhone. I have the iPhone. What was the latest one, Monique? I can't keep it. I think it's a 13, right? Or 14. I don't know. 14, 14. Damn, the 14 really is how I just said that. I didn't know it was a 14. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, it is. The 14, that was the latest one. I use that. For a majority of my shooting, I do. But I also have the Sony ZV-1 camera, which I do Mm -hmm. love, but I'm still trying to get a little bit more comfortable with using it. But I mean, it it captures beautiful, crisp cameras. And that was actually recommended to me by another fellow vegan influencer, concert creator, Kara Celeste West. And I think you have an interview. Yes, I love her. She is a sweetheart. I love her so much. So sweet. And she, I'm right hit her up. And that's the thing, like, I feel like, Folks be assuming that folks are going to gatekeep information, like even asking about equipment, like, you know, people might be like scared to ask, like, no, like people, some people, let me say that, because I do know some folks be acting a little weird with it. But Kara was like, I remember I hit her up, I was like, girl, like, how are you creating all this amazing, like quality, you know, crisp content? And she like showed me everything that she used. And then she was like, honestly, this is a great camera, especially if you're on the go. And so I've been trying to get my feet wet with that camera a little bit more when I do like more so kind of going into different places like I'm going to like a restaurant to create content because iPhone is okay but you know still want to up the quality so those are the things that I use primarily right now Mm -hmm. that's good I I like how you keeping it simple though 
Girl, I got to. Because I, I, I noticed that the more complicated, the more complex the equipment, Monique, I ain't going to use it. Me, I'm same. not going to use it. It's got to be like even the Sony ZV-1, like I was intimidated by it, but it wasn't until I started like playing around with it. I was like, oh, okay, you know, I got the hang of this. But like for months, it sat and collected dust and I had bought it like over the summer, collected dust because I was like, I don't know how to use it. iPhone easier. I can just pop this up. And especially like with this content that I'm always, you know, it's a lot of my things that are just happening in real time. You got to have that equipment that you know that you can use and you can and is reliable and you can just pop up real quick and just say, hey, let me create. And I think people, once again, the overcomplication of the process, people think that you got to have all this amazing stuff. No, you really don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just whatever you know that you're going to use and you're going to use frequently. Yes, absolutely. So let's talk about your representation. I am so glad when I realized I saw it in your bio. First of all, we're going to get to the Ebony thing because I saw <laughs> Essene and Ebony. And I was like, hey, I know you said you was going to do it, but you did that fast. We're going to get to that. But as far as having, because I know that is so important. Like you said, you had the burnout because you were negotiating contracts and trying to work mm-hmm. with brands and figuring out what's what. You didn't want them nickel and dime you. So having somebody to work on your behalf is like everything. So what made you decide to go with the agency that you're working with? You know, what made me decide to go with the well agency, shout out Catherine at the well agency. She I want to be a part of the well. I've researched them. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> no, hit up Catherine. Like Catherine is amazing. <laughs> so she hit me up and it's crazy. She hit me up like early in January of last year and I didn't see it. I don't know how, I don't, girl, was so much going on literally mm-hmm. last year. And then I, when I was like kind of doing a fine tuning, like audit of my email, I was like, dang, I didn't read this email. And then I saw she had some email, which is like, oh my God, like I've been a big fan, da, da, da. would love to know if you are, you know, do you, are you managed currently and all sorts of stuff. So long story short, we set up time. And I mean, this was like right before the wedding was in September, right before the wedding. I think we met in August and, you know, she pretty much, you know, explained to me like, okay, here's what, you know, here's what I got going on. Here's what, you know, I think how I can help you. And, you know, here's what I love about your content. And I mean, she just has such an amazing pitch. And also what I loved about her is she knew who I was online. Mm. And she, when I say not only just knowing like, oh, okay, I know Dara Mad Black Vegas. She knew my content to the T. She knew what made me amazing and special. And I think with other agencies or other people that try to manage me, like, I feel like they always kind of just... Not always, because I mean, it wasn't like many people, whatever, but I always felt like for me, a big thing was somebody knowing what I bring to the table, knowing my content and not trying to change me. Ooh, I love that. Yes. And with her, she was like, I know everything that I can do for you and with you. You know, it was Mm -hmm. never a, you need to change, you know, and I was, and that made me feel so seen. And she was literally like, oh no. You good where you are right now. Let me get you to that next level. Yo, I'm feeling this. This is resonating so much, Jazz. Oh, my God. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, my God. And you know what I'm saying? Yes, I I know exactly. You know I know. Yes. (laughs) Girl. and And I felt like that's important in this space because comparison is the thief of all joy. And we always, there's no other way around it. We're human beings. So we're going to be constantly comparing our kinds to everybody else. Other people, oh, they're bigger than us. Oh, you know, how come I, you know. And I felt like in order for me to get to that next level, I need somebody that was like, made me feel seen as like, I see you. And she made me feel like that. And 
And then of course, and she had, she had the experience. It was like, look, I've, I've, I know these brands and, and she had me, I mean, she was very thorough. She had me send her a whole list of all my previous partnerships, how much I got paid for this and that. And she was like, I'm going to tell you right off that they basically have been playing in your face because <laughs> I know that wow. this one brand in particular paid a whole nother influencer that has less of your following, less of the quality of your content, three times as much as they paid you. Wow. You know, but no, she's just been, a, she's just been dope. Like, you know, we just, we signed on in like November. So we truly been started, but even since she started, like, I'm just like, she out there joining, working killing it, like, and just, it. Yes. you know, just understanding, like, you know, and she even, it's so, so funny. She had sent me a text, like even before the Ebony joined, I had sent her to Ebony. I, I didn't know she saw it because two of myself and Will is actually in her agency as well. Oh, Willie. Okay. Look at y'all. I love that. Yes. And so he was, he was on the Ebony article as well. And so I sent it to her, but she didn't even see it just yet, but she had already sent me a message and was just letting me know, like pouring into me, like, listen, you have been doing amazing these past two weeks. I've seen like your, your account has been growing and you've been doing like above and beyond to make the new followers, you know, feel comfortable and all of the stuff. And that was something I knew I was doing, but for her to acknowledge that. And that's why I say someone that makes you feel seen and knows what to do with you. You know what I'm saying? It's just like in a relationship, somebody that know, oh, I know what to do with you. You know, like mm-hmm. this is who you are. You, you are a bad, you know, and I'm going to do this and that, like, you know, for you. And here's where I can see us going instead of being like, mm, you need to change. Yes. Oh. I, oh man. I feel, I feel this with every fiber of my being girl. Ooh, girl. Lord. I feel this so much. So much said without nothing being said. <laughs> period. Point yes. period. I'm so happy for you though, because that it, it does, it's just one less thing to worry about when somebody yeah. else like handles all of that for you. So yeah. that's just that's such a blessing. And I'm so happy for you. I look forward to like seeing what y'all do together because like yes. y'all just got started. We so did. It's we gonna did be, I can feel like it's a lot to come. Mm-hmm. It's it's so much more to come. And, and I remember she had sent me a thing like, and she was like, yeah, we just getting started. I was like, yes, period. Like, I, know, I love that. I feel yeah. like it's one of those things where me, I, I want, I don't want to have to work with, and I noticed this happens to a lot of influencers. I feel like they're doing three, four ads a week because they're not charging enough. And I want to be in a position mm-hmm. in which I can get what I need from one or two ads a month and it pays all my bills and then some, and then I don't have to, I can just create Exactly. For the fun of it. Creating exactly. because I want to share, creating because I know it would be valuable. That's the kind of energy I want for my year and just for my life as an influencer going forward. So mm-hmm. I just, I love that. I love that. And I feel like you're probably on that same, that wavelength. Girl, really yes. And I, and I can tell you, Monique, you will have that. Like, seriously. I mean, the con- the content, the quality that you put out, like with just this podcast alone, girl, and you're so consistent. And consistency is so key. Like, it's yeah. one of the biggest things. And, you know, I'm, that's truly my aim is to really just make sure that, you know, when you create in the content, like you can just focus on that and not anything else because it's already a job in itself, you know, and you want to have fun with it. You don't want to feel like, okay, what's next? Cause you're trying to run for the money and trying to capture it all. But to just be able to have that soft life and everything streamlined and just be like, listen, I'm about to, I'm about to record this vegan mac and cheese just because I feel like it. Yes, that's so you important. Know? Yeah, I, that's what I want to get back to that too, the fun. It used to be so fun, yes. but and then it became complicated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Girl. And so, the trick is to not make your audience feel that it's no longer fun for you. When it's not, not when, Right, Jazz, but that's why I was like, okay, let me step away then. Because I don't yeah. want it to be that, you know? I don't yeah, want it to be that. So. But you got to give back, of course. Mm-hmm. Take your time that you need 
that quality time that you need of a break and then come back on into it. And that's why, like, I always tell people, like, I'm not, for me, if I know I'm not feeling it like that, I'm not going to create. Yeah. And I just don't. Like, if I, like, I didn't batch create this weekend because I didn't feel like it. And so I'm behind, see- but mm-hmm. I didn't feel like it. And the content going to be better because when I'm feeling good, I'm going to shoot it. Yes, exactly, exactly. What's going on with Mood Junkie? Because this is what I love about your what you've done in your brand. Not only are you a vegan influencer, but you also are a business owner. You have Mood Junkie. We talked about this the last time we recorded. Yes. And at that time, I think you were just starting, but I feel like you've grown so much since then. Like you have actually have the sweatshirts you did for Christmas. You did the pajamas. Yes. We need more of that. So like, what what is your vision for Mood Junkie? I feel like you're not doing everything because I remember at one point you were doing every single thing. And I love how you've outsourced some of those things. Yes. So like, what are you looking forward to when it comes to Mood Junkie? And tell Girl, us, for people who don't know what Mood Junkie is, tell them what Mood Junkie is. So <laughs> <laughs> well, Mood Junkie is my brand. I'm a business owner, owner of Mood Junkie, which is now apparel and accessories. Started off as just accessories, just as earrings. And I've expanded it to be just a complete collection of whimsical wearable apparel and accessories that turn heads. Point blank, period. <laughs> and it's so funny because when we first did this podcast, the first interview, I had just started Mood Junkie. I was still working in corporate America. You know, it was so much different stuff going on like that. And then I remember you asked me about Mood Junkie. Like, what do you see? And I was just like, girl, I'm just going to ride away. I don't know what's going, you know. Right. But once I got laid off and I decided that I was going to just, you know, take the leap, pursue everything. And Mood Junkie has really just become, has just blossomed into just so much more to the point where I realized, like, I was like, okay, this is going to be my full-time thing. And I'm really going to, you know, go hard for this brand. I have to work smarter. And of course, at that time I was making all of my earrings and all, all I had at that point was earrings. This was like when we had first an interview in 2020, girl, I was so tired, you know, just and making these earrings also stuff. And then I started to learn, everybody was telling me, you got to find a way to mass produce this, find a way to mass produce this. If you don't, like, it's not going to be able to... <laughs> can't be sustainable, <laughs> yeah. Right. And so last year, I finally figured out how to mass produce it ethically into... Did I say that right? Ethically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and to really get my designs. And I was so... I'm I'm the type of creative where, like, what Erica Badu said, keep in mind, I'm an artist. And, and I'm sensitive about, about my like yeah. yes, girl. I don't know if you be cussing on here. I ain't, you know I don't want to be <laughs> But that is so real. It took me money. I had to let go and really say, okay, Jazz, if we're gonna streamline this business to make it sustainable, you gotta master these designs because I have. I've always worked my hands my whole life, and I always just like felt power in that and giving that power to a manufacturing company, whatever. I just wasn't comfortable with, and I wasn't confident they can do it. But I had to like literally like. Literally design, write down all the measurements of everything, the material, all the stuff of my first original designs. Like my cherry earrings was my first bestseller and I was hand making them things. When I finally was able to mass reduce those cherries to they're even better than what it was that how I was making them. Girl, I almost cried because I was like, this was a such a whole journey to be able to do that and to, you know, get all my other designs and, you know, my protect black women design was like one of my other, my second bestseller. And it's just going, you know, always been doing really great with that. And then once I realized that, you know, I truly am an artist, I truly design things. And I was always holding back on my art and was just like, kind of just doing it and just getting my feet wet or whatever. And my own personal time. 
But then when I was like, no, what they're going to do is they're going to get all this art. I'm going to add this to Moo Junkie. And so I expanded that to the apparel line. That's why I, and I launched that, I soft launched it with the a holiday collection this past year. I did the Black Santa, the Black Mrs. Claus, and all of that little stuff, the revolutionary Santa for the culture. Okay. <laughs> she, I with a kid say club, you know. <laughs> All of that. And I had so much fun and people were like, oh my God, Jazz, we love this. And people felt so seen through my art. And I was just like, that's it. I'm going, and that always felt like it was a missing piece to me for Moo Junkie. And so now, and just before we got on this call, like I just finished designing the Valentine's Day collection and, you know, getting that ready to launch because folks was like, when are you launching that? I'm like, it's coming. Hold on, y'all. You know, so just really giving myself that time. That's why I love being in this space now, especially since I am just in all definitions, a creator, you know, not only with Moo Jungle, with Diary of Mad Black Vegan. And I noticed that having that time for me to not worry about all the other mechanics of manufacturing and all this other stuff, but to really just fine tune and get it down to me just creating, like even with the apparel, you know, I use a print on demand facility, which, you know, helps to combat fast fashion where it's not, things aren't printed in bulk and I don't keep any inventory. When you buy a sweatshirt, they're going to print that one sweatshirt for you and they will mm-hmm. ship it to you. So I don't have to worry about any of that. And it's, you know, healthier for the environment and I don't have to, you know, contribute to fast fashion in that essence. And a lot of people don't realize that, you know, this is an option for different designers and different creators. You create the design and you can upload it. It and they'll handle it from there and not having to keep that inventory and it go to waste and it'd be thrown out if it doesn't sell, you know, just really kind of taking a step back from that, but creating quality content, quality products has definitely been my aim. And it really took a lot of time. I mean, imagine me getting that content out for Diary Mad Black Vegan and, you know, figuring this stuff out behind the scenes with Moo Junkie. Literally, that's what burnt me out last year. I can see um, that. I'm oh, yeah. Old girl, it was a whole situation, but I'm just so glad that I did the work to get here. I have a business coach now with Moo Junkie. Girl, I ain't playing. I'm streamlining everything. I love it. Like, I was you? like, no, because I know the next step for me is advertisements, making sure that, you know, I have a constant ad running for Moo Junkie. And so I have a business coach now that is amazing. Audrey Lassane, she has been so dope and has been like getting me. She's like, girl, and it's crazy because you know how, you know how when you create something, whatever and it's your own stuff you're like i don't know like she was like are you ready mm-hmm. she's like there's some people i work with where they don't be ready like to get their stuff on advertisement she was like you've done so much for this brand already within the small time that you had and that meant the world to me because i didn't know what i was doing monique truly i had needed no that validation yeah right and had that validation and to be like dang i feel like i have two babies Moo junkie and diary <laughs> like, you do you do you do girl and it, it's <laughs> I have to do favoritism on one end and then on the other and I have to battle too. But this year, I really want to make sure that the both of them are streamlined. I'm living my soft life because I've invested in having the right people, building the, the right team to keep it going. And I just love how both just, they feed each other and also they just, both are just vibes. You know, like, mm-hmm. you just they, they just both are just um, audacious, bold brands. And that's what I want to do for my life. And I'm very big on impact. And I've never wanted to do anything in life where I don't feel like I'm making an impact. And the fact that those two brands are making amazing impacts, like when Moo Junkie, people be like, girl, these these earrings, these, this this apparel, this makes me feel seen. Yeah. And that's where I'm at with it. So, girl, I long love story. it. That's it. <laughs> well, congratulations. So much growth in such a little bit of time, too. I love that. It's a grind. It's a struggle. Trust and believe me that, like, you know, my husband knows, like, the, the amount of time that in my family, you know, that I put into it. I'll be losing my mind. And, you know, when you set out for yourself and you like, this is your paycheck, a whole different grind. Because you know, okay. money, it's crazy. But I'd rather this. I spent so many years 
feeling like, damn, but I want to do my creative stuff. Damn, like, mm-hmm. I'm just taking up all my good years. Like, when am I going to do my creative stuff full time? So I feel so fulfilled every morning I get up. I'll be like, what's next? Let's go. What am I creating today? And that's always what I wanted for my life. Yes. And speaking of being seen, okay, so you were featured in Ebony. What was that, last week? Yes. Last week. And you got nominated for Best Instagram Influencer for Veg News. Yes. Yeah, you. I know you was crying. I know you. <laughs> you know I was crying. Ugly crying. Because... Like I, it's so much to it. It's the thing that's like the day that you plant a seed is not the day that you bear the fruit. A lot of people don't realize that in anything, especially stuff like this with high visibility. This wasn't created overnight. And I know you know that, Monique, because you, you know, you put forth the grind years. This is years of recording all my food content, years of me showing up on live and doing this and it to finally be getting the accolades and getting my flowers, girl. I'd I be like, I'm emotionally unstable all 2023 because this stuff happened at the beginning of 2023. Right. Like we, we only in the, in the third week. Right. And I'm like, oh, I like when, because the first thing was the veg news. And I lost my mind off that because I was just like, what? Because I always, you know, looked up to seeing you, you know, being listed on there and seeing just different people. I'm like, ain't no way I'm on here. And then they sent me that DM. And they was like, congratulations. You, I was like, stop. <laughs> what? You know? And then like, I was on the high off that. And then the Ebony joint, I was like, look, no shade, but throw bad news to the side, baby. Okay. What are you talking about? The the good thing about the, okay, the the best part I think about the Ebony one is you can take that to your parents and they like recognize that. And that's like. Girl, you know, I'm about to say that. You already know. Yes. Okay. Let's talk about that. I got to talk about that to you. As far as being like coming from a stable situation, you go to college, you know, your parents raise you, they pour into you, you go to college, you graduate, you get a government job, you're working there, that's stable. And then you decide that you want to be an influencer online. (laughs) I know your parents were like, girl, if you don't get your ass back in that office, what are you doing? So being able to come to them with the ebony, they recognize that. Yeah. But was there a time in your journey? And I know there was because we yeah. all have been there where your parents are like, what are you doing? Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I mean, they were, they didn't believe me when, you know, after I got laid off and then they were like, oh, okay, so what are you looking at? I said, actually, I'm not looking. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I am retired now. You know how you, how you tell your parents is in their sixties and that they ain't retired yet. And you like, I'm retired now. Like I'm done. (laughs) Now, at that, you know, at that point, and you know, they. Here's the thing about my parents. One thing about my parents, they, you know, and you know, as a parent, you know your children. Mm -hmm. You know your children. You know what kids are going to be. You know which one you can rely on for this and that or whatever. My parents know me. And one thing they do know is that when I do set my mind to something, like I'm going to make sure that joint like it's happening Mm -hmm. and it's happening. And if I feel like I need to do what I need to do to, you know, something happens, I'm like, okay, now I need to take a step back. I got to go back and get, you know, they know that I would, you know, have the, have the wherewithal to do that. But of course they were very nervous. They were shaky about it a little bit. It was just like, okay, but you know, y'all saying this, what y'all going to do? Cause you know, my husband, my fiance, when he was my fiance at the time, he was like, no, you know, I think we should take the risk. And so they were trusting him too. And they're just like, okay, this is what y'all saying, you know, y'all going to do. And you know, they left me alone, which I'm grateful for because I did, they didn't like lecture me and feel like, oh, they truly left me alone. And was like, let's let her figure it out and do what she needs to do. But girl, listen, when I told him that Ebony, Cause you know, <laughs> black people, 
we grow up seeing the Ebony, the yeah. Jet Magazine, the Essence Magazines on the, on the counter, on the coffee table and everybody knowing, you know, all the latest issues. And so when I sent that to them, they called me back. I said, just sent them the link, right? And they called me and they were like, oh my, like they were raving. They were like, oh, like, of course, my dad and posted a link on his Facebook already. It was like, <laughs> Our daughter is featured there, you know. And that was a that was such a vibe. Ebony meant the world to me just because of what I know what Ebony means to the culture. And I do this for the culture. I always tell people I went vegan for four reasons. For the animals, for my health, for the environment. And the fourth reason I don't play about is I went vegan for the culture. And I'm always going hard. My biggest passion is to be this black vegan woman showing up in this world unapologetically doing what she's doing. Mm -hmm. And to be getting that validation from Ebony, the giant that Ebony is, was just like, like, I didn't even believe it, girl. I seen it. And it's funny because Turner Vegan posted his. And matter of fact, I know it was Soul Food Foodie. Yeah, so Vegan Soul Foodie had posted a reel because she was featured in, in the group. It was five vegan influencers or whatever, right? So she posted a reel of it. And I just so happened to log on and I see Turn Up Vegan had reposted her reel because she had tagged him in it on his story and was like, oh my goodness, you know, thanks. It's such an honor to be featured with these other. And so all I saw from the Ebony, my first thing of seeing the Ebony thing was me saying, Turn Up Vegan mentioned you in your story. I'm sorry, what he got going on? And I click on it, it was like, and I see. All I saw, the first thing I saw, a lot of you not, because Ebony, you know, they, they know how to have that name, Ebony, right there, big and bold. Okay. All I saw was Ebony. And I saw like his picture because he was, you know, on the front of the article. And I saw, then I saw how it was tagged. It said, awesome to be featured with another, other amazing dope black vegans. And he tagged you on there. I said, I know you lying. <laughs> and I was like, what? Ain't no way I'm on this list. And then I, then I, I was like, okay. Absolutely. What? Like, lost my mind. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. And as I told everybody, I said, don't even be surprised if Asina Ebony is on the bios tonight. Okay. Because as it will be, because that is huge. And just like I said, for that representation, and not only for that representation, but the video that they chose to include, because they also they chose, you know, different content videos from each influencer. They chose one for each influencer. And so for me, in my part, you know, where they featured me, you know, Jazz Dark, Mad Black Vegan, they featured my Guyanese vegan pepper pot video. Oh, wow. Which is amazing. It means the world. That video literally went viral over the holiday. And it's crazy because a lot of people didn't know because Guyanese pepper pot is like a special dish. You know, my dad is from Guyana, South America. And we only eat that dish around Christmas time. And so I had done a whole video talking about the whole history of it. My parents were in the video. My sister had sent me the video footage of her because she makes the pepper pot. So she had sent me that. And I was like, girl, let me, I'll just make a real, real quick, put that out there. For them to include that was a win for the culture on so many different notions because Guyanese people felt seen like somebody else sent me that was like, oh my God, show this to my Guyanese mother. And she was like raving about you. Don't even know me. You know what I'm saying? Right. But just putting the culture on and my parents were in that video. So now they're like, they featured in Ebony. (laughs) (laughs) It was just so beautiful. And I was just like, this is a whole win for everybody. And that's just a girl. I can't even, I'm still going to be celebrating everything for a minute. Like that was the biggest win. Well, I don't know what the other wins going to be this year just yet, but I just know that's going to be top five Definitely. out of this world. And I'm just so excited about it. Yes. I love this for you so much. I'm just looking forward to seeing all of the, as your page continues to grow, as your content continues to grow, just all of that. I'm looking forward to everything. So you have to tell us so that we can all go and support you. Where do you want to send us as far as to follow you and also to support Mood Junkie? 
Oh my goodness. So to follow me, my name is Diary of a Mad Black Vegan on all platforms. You know, I'm on Instagram, I'm on TikTok, I'm on YouTube, and I'm prioritizing YouTube more this year. I As you should. As you one should. YouTube girl, because listen, I'm going to have to hit you up and be like, listen, let me take the course. Because <laughs> that's a whole, ooh, that's a whole monster. But I'm like, I need that YouTube check. There ain't no reason I'm creating all this content in this world and I'm not getting that stream. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's money just being left on the table, truly. So I really want to work hard for that. And also, Mood Junkie, you can follow me on Mood Junkie, Shop Mood Junkie. It is mood, M-O-O-D-J-U-N-K-Y.com. And on Instagram, it's mood.junkie. And on TikTok, it's the same as well and all that good stuff. So, yeah. Yes, Jasmine, thank you so much for coming on and hanging out with me. Being back on the show was such a good conversation. And I look forward to just seeing all the growth. Thank you. And thank you for always pouring into me from day one. You were A1 day one. Okay. Like when I had nobody, I will never forget. You was the first one to like repost one of my content and that got me like my first a thousand followers. Oh, I will wow. Never forget that. Yes. oh wow. You're welcome, Jack. Of course, girl. <laughs> I couldn't have done it without you. So thank you so much. You're, You're welcome. So cool. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, be sure to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts to make it easy for others to find us. Also, tell a friend. Be sure to share the episode on your Instagram stories and tag Brown Vegan. Thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you next week.